Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Book in the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast for today. We're covering NWA Saturday Night on TBS from November the 3rd, 1990. This is the show after Halloween Havoc 1990 and that great match with the Steiner Brothers versus Nasty Boys, where you can hear us break it down only on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. I was hitting here with Doc and Hard Body Hopper, everybody who was worried about him Three weeks prior to this, uh, we told you he'd be back, man. He he had work and shoot job and Mardi Gras, but Doc yeah. and the band's all here. Doc, I'll throw to you first. How you doing? Doing great. Just got out of the cold. We had a little youth soccer tonight. It's freezing here in Texas again. <laughs> you just got back from a big vacation. Were you down in the Bahamas with Tully and Arn and JJ? Boy, that would have been nice to be honest with you. That would have Being been Being on a yeah. beach with, with Arn Anderson and Tully. Yeah. You know, I think I could hang with them drinking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, now. Now Tully's almost seventy, Mike. Come on. Right, come on. Pick on somebody your own size or uh, Hopper's or full of shit. Hopper's seen me at X rated put down some henny, man. Don't let him uh, So why is why why you're you're like almost 50 and you're t- bragging about it. you can out drink everybody at the bar you're like rick flair no oh god yeah. no i do I not have the money problem flair does i'm not you, you, i'm far you from might rich. have the drinking problem and the mature lack of maturity problem okay says the guy who drinks six to 12 beers a night and has told me bruh i gotta kick this habit and lose some weight man i i just can't let it go so go ahead, take a bell. I've got a wonderful glass of water here with ice in it. So I don't know what right you're now. talking about. Yes, of course. That does he he was at the soccer field uh sipping on some scissor like it was in his sweatshirt. He would uh he had a flask around his neck, he was hiding every now and then he took a sip. It the wind is like seventy miles an hour, it's like forty five degrees. If I'd have thought to bring some tussing out there, I'd have been a winner. <laughs> I don't, my toes need some tussing on them right now. They're frozen, dude. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Harper, h- how you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah? How's Darren? I don't know. That's an even... You are doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Living dream. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming your inbox hasn't been filled with a school a book report yet, has it, Mike? Uh, the, the book report never came. 
Um, <laughs> never came. Unfortunately, I didn't even. It wasn't even a book. I just wanted three pages. You know, three pages. Okay. And he couldn't even do that. Three hey, pages. so it's been. Uh, Mike, you were out of town a little bit on your big, uh, your big vacation, and uh, man, the NFL went crazy while you were gone. Yeah, I know, huh? Bro, let me let me say something. Because I know where you're going. So give me a chance to filibuster for just like two minutes. Hold, hold on one second. One second. You, I, I need everybody to understand. And this builds on a theme that we've been developing for a while now. These leagues, especially the NBA and especially the NFL, have realized that if they make free agency crazy, they can stay in the headlines in the offseason. So this shit's kind of a work. Anyway, go ahead. There, there is no off season, but that's a discussion for another day. All I know is where I was at, I had spotty reception and things were going crazy. And let me just say for the record, I wish we'd have been here. I, we'd have been recording when this was all unfolding. I didn't want that fool that got signed in Cleveland. I think they paid him way too much. Guaranteed contract. If you don't know how that works in the NFL, that's not a good thing, especially with somebody with 22 alleged, you know, sexual misconducts or whatever it is. Okay, hold on. Let me me finish. Let me finish. I didn't want to pay him that much. I would not. I did not want to give up two to three first round picks along with other picks for him. I get that the person that they ended up signing and re-upping with Jameis you know, is he's not as good of a quarterback, but I'd rather roll with him than yeah. give up all of that plus two hundred and fifty million dollars. And I, I I just can't do it. From a foot strictly a football decision standpoint, I'm so glad that dude went to Cleveland that it's not funny. And I know right. there's Saints fans out there who are like, bruh, you crazy. Bruh, you crazy. Dude, I Harper, don't want that. Guaranteed contract sitting on my books. And, and all the draft Here's picks. Why. Here's why. Harper, what? how long would Deshaun Watson last in New Orleans before he, he goes gets, before he gets arrested? Yeah. Or his dick <laughs> fell out. How yeah, long? really. Not too long. Right. And then I'm you off. still got guaranteed money. Right. And then a bad probably he is one torn ACL. From being to be to it being a big waste. Just well, think I know about how to, that. Here's the thing: I know how to save his. I think we've got a plan to save his career in Cleveland. <laughs> Wait, how? let me say one thing, Doc. Before you say that, Hopper, remember back in the day we were joking about Robert Kraft, and you said they need to leave that old man alone. And yeah. then I made I started talking. I told a story on one of the old Smoky Mountain shows where uh, a friend of mine walked out of. Um, got uh, shishis, and he goes next door to the to the massage place, and he's you know asking about prices, and she says, fifty dollar for this, two hundred fifty dollar for this. Points downstairs. <laughs> I think Deshaun would have frequented that place. That's all I'm saying. Allegedly, uh, it's joke. I'm joking. I'm just having fun. You know, uh, this is all uh, uh for shits and giggles, people. Uh, anyway. Go ahead, Doc. What were you going to say? Well, I mean, he's going to the Browns, right? Oh, God. The joke writes itself. I know where you're going. Keep going. 
And he has a thing for massage parlors, right? Yeah. Allegedly. And when he's there, he likes to get special attention, correct? Oh, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, yeah. So I was thinking if you get Javorsky, who likes to do that kind of thing, to mm. just open up his own massage parlor, and his only client is Deshaun Watson, and he handles up on him, then everybody's, it all stays, you know, all right. What do you think? Imagine uh, a fucking yeah. a massage parlor run by fucking Jaworski. The pipe plays fucking overkill over the loudspeaker nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't lean against the wall. You might stick to it. Oh. <laughs> they call it the fucking Spider-Man wall. God. <laughs> what is it called? Javorski's, Javorski's Jack Shack? Mm-hmm. Jaworski's Jack Shack. It's on the attack. So just lay on your back and let me get to the whack. And you will like that. The jokes write themselves with him. <laughs> oh, boy. He could afford to become one of like the largest page contributors like Disrespectfully Classy, Barky Blassie, Mike Childry, Joe Ice, good old Justin. If Jaworski opened up the massage parlor for Deshaun Watson to come over and allegedly, you know, do things. Yeah, Javorski would could become a it. big patron. Somebody get to the signs plus and make a banner or the the sign for outside. Hey, the Javorski the Jack Ryan Shack. Goes to Colts. Nobody cares Bruh. about that. Atlanta, what the hell are they thinking? Like they just torched. The- <laughs> I think they just said, "Fuck it, we're, we're just going to tear the whole shit down and start over again." I guess because that roster's depleted and you ain't got no quarterback well if maybe instead of our nfl review we should uh get a little serious mike oh no what are you getting at doc uh razor ramon died i thought you were gonna go somewhere else that's why i wanted to make sure that's why i said what are you getting at bro can't can't tell you something that hit me about when I got back on the grid and, you know, found out he passed and all that. And Doc and I were kind of talking, um, I think right before, like when he had, he had fell ill right before I was off the grid. Anyway, so I was talking to another wrestling pal of mine. I'll say that somebody from uh, back home. And he was like, we were talking about how when Razor Scott Hall showed up on, on Nitro that night. He's like, bro, it was before the internet. No one knew. I was like, wait, wait, hold on, bro. It technically was not before the internet. There was the internet, but it wasn't the internet that we know today of social right. media and things being shared the way they are. There were people who knew he were, was going there. Uh, if you read the dirt sheets back then, obviously yeah, you would have known. But, but, but the vast majority had no idea. Right. So the, I wanted to clarify because uh, uh, as I had that discussion with him, I wanted to make mention of that because I saw people say, "Oh man, I saw it was more than just like, it was more than just a conversation I had with him. It was other other folks I knew, and I was like, that's technically not true. We we did have the internet, but it wasn't the same thing unless you were a dirt sheet reader. You didn't know. And I just want to say this, uh, talking about that, I, like I would have never thought it at the time, but when you look back, man, that dude, him and Nash made an impact, like. Bro, we were in our 20s, and we were freaking marking out for that when it happened. 
Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show you, you know, even even if you're an adult, you could be fooled by it. And he, he they were great. It, it, now, it didn't end good, like the whole NWO, it, you know, watered down, yada, yada, yada. But the start of it was phenomenal. And um, uh, you got to credit Scott Hall. I wanted to ask Harper some questions about Hall, but keep going, Doc. Well, R.I.P. Scott Hall, who, you know, passed away. I know some people are like, he wasn't a good person. Man, I don't know. I never met the guy. I don't know the guy. I'm not here to litigate whether or not he was a good person. He had a, he had a, he was a hell of a pro wrestler. He was a big bastard. He threw a nice right hand. He had a hell of a gimmick. I enjoyed watching him in the ring. The thing about him that's so like weird, when you look at him, like from AWA years and even in '90 when he tried, to, when they tried to bring him into WCW, like the alligator thing. Remember that alligator vignette they showed with him? Jesus. Like what the hell? And then they had him on TV a couple of times, and then he disappears. Uh, he's gonna be back in '91, but it's just. Like when you think about that dude wasn't just a star overnight. Like is you know as good as good as he ends up being, the way he looks, you know in the eighties, and then I mean he just it it he it wasn't like he was given everything the minute he walked into wrestling. And he started kind of late too, from uh, what I remember. That's what I like respect about how he got started and then makes a name for himself. Look, I know people. I wasn't a fan of the whole click and all that BS and the curtain call that, that that stuff can get the flying, you know what, out of here. But I mean, I got to give credit for man. When they NWO Scott Hall, Scott Hall coming in with Nash. I mean, it was something I, I remember to this day, like watching that, like, Holy crap. What the hell did we just see? Like this dude just came out of the stands. Like in, in, in uh, doc, do you remember who was in the match? Mike Enos. Yeah. Well, you didn't let me guess. I'm sorry. Uh, kind of did a Javorski and blew my load rather quickly there. Um, How do you know he blows his load quickly? Because all he does is talk about it online whenever you... I mean, the guy's got issues, and I make fun of him, and he thinks it's funny, but, like, it's a shoot. Like, he's weird. Okay. Anyway, Hopper, you got to uh, meet Hall at, at Wildcat. How, uh, was, um, how was Scott Hall, like, with Wildcat? I like Scott Hall. He was a cool cat, man. And he didn't mind talking about fucking anything. Because you could talk to him about the NWO. Because, you know, he had to hear that shit nonstop. And of course. He didn't get tired of talking about it. I, I have a story. Do you? I do. I got. A, I actually got a message from a old friend of mine and uh, a listener. Would you like for me to read it? I want to know his name or her name or its name. Yeah. His name is Chris. Oh, wow. Chris. He listens to this show after all these years? Chris Zauncher. No. Uh, <laughs> he said, hey, I live in Las Vegas now and was at a casino in downtown Las Vegas about six, eight months ago taking tourist money at the poker table. I was picking up a pizza after playing and sitting at the bar with Scott Hall and some random dude was chatting him up. It struck me as really cool as Scott sat there and chatted with this guy. That was until this guy started talking about Rey Mysterio being his favorite wrestler. 
So I'm sitting there thinking, you have this freaking legend there, and you're not talking about starting a riot on Nitro, no selling a beer to the head, or asking him to throw a toothpick in your face, or asking him to go outside and give you a razor's edge, or the ladder matches with Sean, or defining an era of wrestling. You were asking about a dude that got thrown like a dart into the side of a trailer. Anyway, (laughs) pizza comes. I get up, walk by Scott, extend my hand, shake his hand, and say, Hey, Scott, just want to say thanks for all the great childhood memories. Still shaking my hand, he grins ear to ear in the most honest smile. He points at me and hits me back with literally the best line ever. Hey, I want you to know I did it all on purpose. Boy, uh, the Rey Mysterio hatred there is uh, something. <laughs> but I hear you. The dude told I, did it, <laughs> I did it all on purpose. I did it all on purpose, baby. Hey, Harper, uh-huh. do you remember, you were telling me a story that one time when you were talking to him. Uh, let's just say, and this is not to be messy or anything, you know, but you said... He said something about Bret Hart. Do you remember what you told me that Scott Hall said about Bret Hart? Uh, how he he just said what everyone else heard him say. He fucking takes it too serious. Yeah, he. I think the exact comment was, "Don't be a fucking mark for yourself like Bret Hart or something." Right, like right, 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 right. Yeah, that is it. Well, <laughs> but I mean, like, I kind of wish people took it serious nowadays because that's kind of a problem you know well he was in the he was in the greatest ladder match ever i watched that match last week and i was like i forgot how good this was when 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 sean gets his uh he gets his uh leg tied up in a ropes and all that shit i'm like how come no one does this anymore it's a good question did we figure out when we covered that ladder match in Smokey with tracy smothers did we figure out if the Smoky Mountain one was before? It was it was right the around the same Mountain time. One, I think the Smoky Mountain one was before. Yeah, yeah because we, this was like 90. That was 95 when that happened, I think. Yeah, so the Smoky Mountain would have would have been before. That's right. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember and I was then, talking about it. The first match of WrestleMania 10, I forgot it was Brett and Owen. God, that match was fucking great. Yes, I know exactly what match you're talking about. That match you were talking like we were in our 20s marking out to the NWO. Shit, I'm in my 40s and I'd mark out now if somebody did something worth marking out about. Oh well, Hopper and I were talking earlier today when I called him and make sure he was he was with us tonight. About I mean, we mark out for the Briscoes, like yeah, yeah. I mark out for the Briscoes. I I marked out when CM Punk came back. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, MJF, CM Punk, the Briscoes. I mean, like, there's guys that still make you go, damn. Like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> like, I mean, that's the part that's so disheartening as we do this show and we talk about old wrestling. It's that's the the terrible thing. There's guys that still know how to that do it the way it should be done, but they're like few and far between. It's just yeah. they're like a rare they're like dinosaurs mm-hmm. and not dinosaurs in an old way. It's just like they're just like relics almost like nobody. It's like, damn, look, I know y'all know there's still people that know how to do this. Like, look, just look, there are guys, Labriscos, MJF, you know, punk. There's people who know how to do it. What the hell is wrong with the rest of you idiots? Mm. 
That's the worst part of it. It's like the worst part. And then they'll sit there and say, like, you'll get people who say, oh, y'all are just a bunch of idiots. You know, y'all y'all just can't appreciate the modern stuff. Man, get yeah, the right. frying piss out of here. It ain't got nothing to do with not appreciating the modern stuff. I respect the athletic abilities of today's wrestlers more than I ever articulate on this show. But I don't want to see 50 million freaking dives every goddamn match because it means nothing. I need a promo with guys talking smack talking crap to each other, damn near cursing each other out, and then I need them to get in there and just kick and punch and have a blood feud. And I'm happy. It ain't that hard. Why can't we curse? Well, you can. I mean, I give AEW that. That's see, like That stuff don't offend me. I, AEW, when they curse, I'm like, and I haven't they seen it all. They curse just to curse, though. That's the problem. Fucking A, what? dude. That's they true, too. They don't curse because it fits. They do it because they can... It, because they can get away with it. Let's get away with it. Yeah. I, great point. And that's what I liked about Jay Briscoe's promo when he against EC3 that about a year ago when he was like, EC3 was like, control your narrative, boy. You want me to shake your hand? Man, beat me and then I'll shake your hand. Until then, I'm going to whoop your ass. And it just like he fits it in the right way. But you're right, man. They, they curse a lot. I mean... Whatever. I'm gonna get off the soapbox. I don't give a shit about cursing. I give a shit about talking shit and whooping ass because there's something to settle. That's it. You damn right. The first time I saw a Canadian destroyer, I came out of my chair. But I don't want to watch a 20 minute video of people hitting people with the Canadian destroyer. And then they kick out. Yeah, and then they kick out. (laughs) Sixty times. It's like you're fighting the fucking Terminator. It's like what the fucking fuck what. I gotta crush you in the fucking assembly plant, like in the movie. You just won't die. It's the other example Harper gave. It's like watching a comic book like hero, like like nothing there's, can defeat there's them. There's your biggest problem is there's too many comic book nerds in this thing. Ooh, he just pissed off about sixty percent of our audience. Yeah. Hey man, I'm not yeah. I'm not into the I'm not I, I there's only one thing I kept from my youth that's childlike and that was wrestling. Oh, it's two different things. Re- comic books and wrestling are two different things. I know there are people who like try to make them seem like the same. They ain't the same. No, like one is a real fantasy, and the other one is just oh, actually, human beings that are doing a performance, and it's actually not a work. It, I mean, it's a work. It's not a shoot, but we want them to make it look like a shoot. You know, wrestling's fake, but they can make it look real. Comic book. You're just reading a comic book. It's like a cartoon. Right, like, I don't, right, exactly. It's two different, it's it's two two different things. Right? Yeah, Here's the other thing. Two different things. With all these comic books and the superheroes, that's the reason we can't have adult movies anymore. All they make is fucking superhero movies. That is true. <laughs> that's your go-to. You want to make money? Superheroes, the way to go. They they overdoing it too, man. It's too yeah, I know. It's, they're it, squeezing it, that cash cow is what they're doing. It's, I mean... For, Till the till the udders fall off, just like you know, all of us are doing. And then Marvel's gotten to the point where, like, I see these fucking movies, I ain't know who the fuck these people are. Well, and Harper's the comic guy of the three of us. Yeah, like the heroes. Like I'm like, bro, what the fuck? The who? The who are these motherfuckers? Who are these motherfuckers? There you go. And he's who the comic are these motherfuckers? He's the comic person, <laughs> right? If he don't know, ain't nobody gonna know. Well, see, the problem is they've they've gone through pretty much every major comic 
superhero or faction. The only ones left is the fucking Submariner, which I don't know why they haven't had something to do with him. What about Fing Fang Foom? Can we get him in there? Who? Oh, he's a supervillain, like a... Uh, oh, the, the Iron the, Man villain? The dragon. Yeah. He was in the third one, wasn't oh. he? Uh, and then, in the Fantastic me, Four. But the thing is, it's like they've, they've already gone through fucking everybody. And there's no one left, and they're like, okay, fuck it. Let's so what you're saying is... So, so what you're saying is, they need the territory system back so they can send them off to Portland a little bit, so that right. we miss them. We miss them, and then they can do a run in in about six months. Right, send them to fucking Florida for six months and have a few with fucking Luger, then fucking come back. Okay, Don, call Don Owen. Get get Fing Fang Foom booked up there for the next <laughs> month. Yeah, what are you doing here? I thought I sent you to Amarillo. <laughs> Shit! I remember, I can't remember what movie it was that was coming out. This was this was over a year ago. It was actually before the pandemic. Now that I think about it, and I asked Harper, and Harper's like, "I don't know, bro." I was like, "You're not excited to see to see it?" And he was like, "Bro, it's also watered down now." I'm like, boy, that sounds like wrestling. Let yeah, me tell you something. Let me tell you something else. I realized that we're on the other side of this whole two year trip with the germs. But when you stop and think about the nastiest places you go, the movie theater's up there on that list. I don't know if I want to go back to that. What, uh, movie theaters? Yes. Oh. That's the dirtiest place? That I go to. It's not the dirtiest place Javorski goes to. Oh. I mean, I don't know. Hopper has to use a Walmart bathroom every day. Yeah, so. shit Walmart. I shit in Winn-Dixie. I shit in Rouse's. <laughs> I'm marking my territory. I had a buddy that worked at a Home Depot. He said he thought it was a a bucket list item for <laughs> to get it get it on in the in the men's bathroom. Oh, that Home Depot? Yeah. They it, had he Jesus Christ. He's not telling the whole at, story there. <laughs> they had that here at, at at a Lakeside Mall. They would go on to the uh like the second or third floor of like Macy's, you know, go in the bathroom in there and they would, and it got to the point where they, the, the fucking sheriff's office set up a sting and had to catch these assholes. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. Fucking in the boys room. Oh my, my buddy God. Nick, six and doc get caught. Sure. Be the death of us all. Something like that. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Mike is so lost right now, he doesn't know what to do next. I remember smoking in the boys' room. I remember fucking at Home Depot, but they probably come out smelling like sawdust. <laughs> <They're> probably, <laughs> their dick probably smells like a fucking new fence. All right. On that note, Doc, any other flips and dives before we get into some wrestling talking? Well, I'm about debauchery. three quarters. I'm about three quarters blown up, so we should probably start the show. Yeah, let's get into November third, nineteen ninety, NWA Saturday Night on TBS. Uh, no shout outs this week, but again, if you want to become a patron and get access to the Halloween Havoc review that we did, tinyurl.com/slash Patreon BTT, great way to support this show. You get that. 
the Halloween Havoc pay-per-view, and tons of other Patreon content, 300-plus episodes. Got a clash coming up, too, uh, I believe in this month, or, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's next, this month coming up. So uh, lots to lots more to enjoy in the future and 300-plus in the past. So there you go, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Uh, become a patron and support the show. Keep it ad-free. Hey, look, I was listening to another podcast today, not a wrestling one, and I was like, Jesus Christ. An hour show, and it had to have 15, 20 minutes of ads in it. I'm like, oh, God. I, I just was, I, fa- I fast forward. And I know people go, I just hit fast forward. It's no big deal. Look, good for you. You don't ever have to hit fast forward with us unless you're tired of hearing me talk or Harper talk or Doc talk, in which case you just wouldn't listen because we're on the whole show. Anyway, become a patron. Keep it ad free. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. All right. Yeah. Lots of ads. Um, Lots of ads, ridiculous amount of ads. Uh, this week's show, we are, I believe, at the Georgia Mountain Center again, and we're. Jesus, why uh, did this was, fucking move in there? Well, this was taped or recorded on October twenty second, which is okay. Actually, before the pay per view. I was. Go ahead, Doc. We did lost, we lose you? We lost him. No, he's still on. He's showing on. I don't know what happened. I think I got um, abducted by Ethernet. aliens. Ethernet cord came out. We know because you. Yeah, go ahead. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I got something oh, to say about out. this. We got, a, we got kids. We got a. Run. Yeah. Run. It, okay, it's the Juice Patrol. What were you about to say, Doc? Before we go to the Juice Patrol. I had a question about when this was taped, so I'm glad that you cleared that up. Now. Um, which one of those three women on the left is the juicer going to try to juice? What's on that woman's shirt? Is that like Bill Dundee or something? That old broad? Yeah. It's a picture of somebody. It's like... It looks like Joe Pesci playing Bill Dundee in the Bill Dundee story. I don't know who it is, but this there's a kid in this crew. There's a kid in the crew there with a Guns N' Roses shirt on. Watch. I, there yeah, I sure did. I saw it. I saw it. Uh, so the you juice is coming out. The what else? Hold on. What's that? Like four years later, after this, Paul Heyman's going to be programming his wrestling to that kid in the in the Guns N' Roses shirt. That's a fair point. Um. Yeah. So the. The Juice Patrol is out there with the juicer who's about to take on God. Mark White. And I like King look Diamond. At... <laughs> and the Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> Did he just kiss that kid on the forehead? knows who King Diamond is. He just kissed maybe, that kid on the forehead. Maybe Merciful Fate, but not Damn. King Diamond. <laughs> Bruh. Let me tell you what pissed me off about this. I'm tired of the juicer, obviously, but it's the juicer versus Mark White. Bob Cottle, bless his heart here. He's doing pin me, pay me. In the opening commentary, he says the juicer has come on to the scene. And JR, have you ever seen anyone create any more excitement than the juicer? JR does his damn best to no sell it and says, He's one of a kind, no doubt about it, and moves on as quick as quick can be. That wasn't as bad as Caudle saying he kept calling the kids the little juicers. The oh, little God, juicers. That, that's... Jesus they got, Christ. They got the little juice box. The I... This, I wasn't as down on this as you were at first, 
but it's growing real old, real fast. Oh God, it's it, thank Roddy Piper for it. Thanks for hot rod. About this makes sense. It's just dumb. Why is it? And I mean, that's baby powder in his hair. Why? I don't know. That's what's stupid about it. It's so dumb. It it just irritates me. It shows up at the Halloween party, like just dress. Oh, I'm in rock and I'm some random rock and roll star. At 420. Mm-hmm. I'm going to it. Go ahead, Doc. What are you about to say? He does his version of hulking up. Uh oh. Maybe. Let's it's... see. Okay, it's right before that. I'm gonna go back to it. I see what you're talking about right there. Oh boy. Wonder if it's He's juicing hulking up. up. He's the juice is up. loose. We're in a commercial. It's it's juicing up. He takes out a needle and sticks it in his thigh. This is so stupid. You think fucking Look. juicy fucking would have got on board? What happened due to fucking commercials? Shit, they I'm knew glad, better than no. to get involved. Yeah, <laughs> they knew better than to involve themselves with this stupidity. This is dumb, bro. Like, you talk about stuff. Like, this is what kills me nowadays. You know, you say, oh, man, I wouldn't want people to know I watch wrestling because they turn to... You know, whether it was Marco Stun or some other dumb stuff on one of these television shows. And Same I'm not picking on AEW. WWE, you name it, they all do dumb stuff nowadays. This is just as bad. Like, you, if, you, if you had a friend back in the day and they're flipping through and say, right, you still watch that wrestling? Man, I was watching and flipping through. I saw TBS. They had some stupid guy with the juicer. He had baby powder coming out of his hair. What is this stupid? <laughs> I mean, like, you, you think about it. It's the same thing. Then, yeah, I know that's just dumb, but they do some other stuff that's pretty cool. I guess. Is this worse than Norman? Is it? I don't yeah. know, Harper. It's just as bad, like, in my opinion. Just as bad. Juicer wins. I got nothing else as I try to stay positive and not get too negative. He's not a bad wrestler. No, that's no, the problem. He can... <laughs> He's got skill. Yeah. He knows how to wrestle. It's just a dumb gimmick. Do do something else. I don't care what. Just something. <sighs> Special report for Halloween Havoc is played next, where Gordon solely goes over a bunch of highlights from the pay-per-view. Again, you can listen to our review of it and find out all those results by either Googling it or if you want to hear Doc and I talk about it on our Patreon page at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. They replay that horrendous Black Scorpion and Sting segment where the... Mm. Black Scorpion disappears and Hocus Pocus magic bullcrap and, and Black Scorpion kidnaps some WCW woman or employee. The dumbest thing ever. Again, I don't want to rehash it. Listen to Doc and I cover on Patreon. It is horrendous. And I think I'll move on from it because of that. Doc, any other thoughts before I keep going? It was bad. Terrible. Terrible. And then we get a bunch of commercials where uh, we see the Chucky. commercial. I was about to say, play. dude. I thought Chucky was involved in this shit too. No, that would have been an improvement <laughs> over the Black Scorpion, to be honest with you. Even though yeah. Child's Play Two was very dumb. Um, no, it wasn't. This... That just scared the fuck out of me. Child's Play Two? Oh no. Yeah, the Two was dumb. One. Yeah. The first one scared the crap out of me too. Yeah. God damn. Bro, bro, All right. I just watched this fucking horror movie from uh, 
it's a zombie movie from 1978. That shit was fucking good. What was it called? It's just called Zombie. Google uh, Zombie 1978. It was a, uh Italian-made uh, zombie movie. And when it came hmm. out, it was banned in the UK for being too fucking gruesome. It's such, Boy, it's such a great marketing ploy they did for it when it came out because you know, word was starting to get around that it was so gruesome that when you went to go see the movie, they gave you a fucking barf bag like at the like on a, an airplane mm. in, in case it was too much for you. How fucking that, that's great fucking marketing. That's called going viral before going viral was a thing. Yeah. It is fucking gruesome for 1978 or whatever, nine. It's a good fucking movie because they fucking it's 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 fucking voodoo. That's what's bringing them back to life. Doc, you got any thoughts on this? I'm trying to I'm trying to get over there with the uh, was it was it in English? It, well, it's I think it was sub like how they dub it how they dub over because it was Italian. It's an Italian made movie, but uh, it was. Some of it was filmed in uh, New York, and the other was on this like Caribbean island. You know where they come from 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 the voodoo. Now, do you believe that zombies are real in real life? No, there's no, no. fucking way. But this is what I've I've always wondered: like, <laughs> how can they sneak up on you? Probably, you would smell them. <laughs> what you smell that, Brian? I mean, what you smell like? Okay. The average man weighs what about one seventy? No. How much? <laughs> the the saps in America, the average man, two hundred okay. plus, Bubba. Let's say two hundred pounds. Would right? you smell two hundred pounds of rotten flesh if it was you know around the fucking corner? You know when you step out the fucking bedroom. What if there's a stiff breeze blowing the smell away? I just always wonder, it's like, how come you don't smell them? Okay. What about, what about ghosts, Harper? How do you feel about ghosts? Are they That's real? fucking bullshit, too. That's fucking bullshit, too. Because here's the thing, bro. If fucking ghosts were real, then the, <laughs> most, the most haunted places would be hospitals and fucking hospice care facilities. Because everyone goes to hospice dies. They ain't no coming out that motherfucker. If you go to hospice care, it's fucking Nexus, the coffin. So then the fucking hospice care would, would be ghosts fucking walking around nonstop if, if this shit was real. And so would fucking hospitals. How many, how many people die in a hospital a fucking day, bro? A bunch. I mean, exactly. So fuck, it'll be fucking the fucking thriller video nonstop in that motherfucker. The fuck out of here, bro. This is gold. And then they got haunted houses, bro. So what if they tear down a fucking house? The ghost just wanders around a fucking vacant lot. Come on, bro. I got a story about that. It can't leave this that one lot. It's fucking stuck there. It's fenced in. <laughs> Go ahead, Doc. What do you think the ghost is like doing the whole mime thing at the edge of the lot, like? Trying to figure out how to get out. So when Mrs. Duck and I were first married, 
we lived in an old house, like oh, hundred years old, old, hundred year old house, two stories, and we were hanging out in that house. But, but so anyway, one night she goes to do something with her friends, and I'm sitting there. And this is before we had kids. I'm sitting there, and this family shows up on my front porch, and they're like, "Hi." Oh God. Like, hello. They're like, our family used to own this house. Do you mind if we, could we, by any chance, like, we're in town for another funeral. We live out of town. Could we kind of walk around and look at things? And I was like, I don't care. Wait. So, wait, the, like, real people you showed up? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like, this group of people, like, eight or ten people. Oh, gotcha. God. Okay. Eight or ten? Yeah, and so they were, we were in the backyard, and they were talking, like, oh, this tree was small when I was a kid. <laughs> they just appeared out of nowhere? Yeah, they, they were in town for a funeral, and they just came by the house and knocked on the door and, like, hi. We, our family used to, and I'm a, you know, I am a man of the people, and I'm a nice guy. So I was like, sure, look around. I don't give a shit. That, I didn't let them in the house. I let them walk around, like, the backyard and all that. Jesus Christ. So anyway, That's I'm kind of. a fucking baseball team. Yeah, yeah. So we're hanging out. And I go, hey, y'all, who died here? And they all stopped and looked at me, and they're like, what are you talking about? How do you know? Oh, no. Well, my wife kept waking up in the middle of the night and seeing a ghost in our bedroom. And... One time I was down the hall and I thought I saw something like a shadow. I was like, damn, that was something. I don't know. So I just asked them, who died here? And they go, what do you mean? I go, who died here? Start and they recording. go, well, that, huh? No, go ahead. Keep going. And he goes, and one of the guys goes, that was our grandfather. He had a, I go, what happened? They're like, he had a heart attack in the house. I was like, okay, you haven't been inside, so you don't know which bedroom we have up there. Which one is it? And it was that bedroom. Then I was like, so tell me something about him. They're like, oh, he was a brr, 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 brr. And he's like, he played the fiddle. And we could hear this scratching in the corner of our bedroom every night. And I was like, went outside and looked and there was like no branches to like be blowing or anything. So I was like, okay. So I was like, I appreciate that. I'll, I'll, I'll give me, what is his name? I don't remember his name. I was like, I'll talk to him tonight. So I went upstairs that night and right before we hit the lights, I had a little talk with the ghost just told him, Hey, I met your family. They're all doing well. We're married. We're here. We're not here to hurt your house. We're not here to do anything. We're good folks. We'll, you know, and my wife never saw him again. And we never heard the scratching again. Right. And we lived close to a university. And to get to tie it back together with your original question, they tore down the house. So I'm not real sure what happened to our friendly ghost. He's just wandering the fucking lot looking for his slippers. There you go. Dude, they got a house that 
uh, Tiffany's dad owns a landscaping business, and this one business that he would cut the grass at, right? They had the guy that owns the house, his fucking granddaughter lived there. And she goes out on a fucking carport, takes a goddamn knife, and slits her fucking throat, bruh. Kills herself by slitting Yeah, he, you told yeah. me the story. Go ahead. And he's like, brother, the house is for sale. Y'all can get it cheap. I was like, what? I'm not buying some house at some broad slit, slit her goddamn throat in the fucking carport. You just Jeez. said you didn't. You said goes for bullshit. Hey, so what are you yeah, worried but about? Still, bro. <laughs> I would be safe than sorry. No, you got to turn that frown upside down, man. That's a I'm, good deal. You in this economy, you better get that. Where's this house? I'm gonna buy it. And I'm thinking, is there still, uh, bro? Blood stains. So get a so, pa- you just get a power washer. Yeah, but Dude. still, I bet that I bet a stain's still there. Okay. I bet you could probably still see it. Real quick. Invite Javorski we... over. He'll jerk off on it, <laughs> and then it'll be pink instead of red. Oh God. So before we move on, I got I got one for y'all. I stayed at this hotel in Massachusetts once for work. It's called the Hawthorne Hotel in Salem, Mass. For anybody out there who doesn't know, that's where the Salem witch trials and stuff were. That friggin' place is haunted. I know it for a fact. You can't tell me otherwise. Because I middle of the night, three to four different nights while I was there, on two different occasions, I hear kids running up and down the hallways, loud, playing, having a party. I finally get up and go look out. Ain't a soul out there. It's as quiet as can be. I used and to work security for those hotels. Uh, in a quarter, they used to say they were haunted and fucking. They were fucking spooky, bro. Because those buildings are old as yes. fuck. Yes, yes. That's what makes it worse, bro. Spooky, yep. spooky, spooky. Because it'll be like two o'clock in the morning, and I gotta do my little security fucking patrol once an hour, and it's just me walking down those halls. And it's quiet. It, it was fucking spooky, bro. Well, so maybe we should talk about some wrestling. Yeah, then, let's keep going. Go ahead. Go ahead, Hopper. Go ahead. And like, uh, somebody I know is, <laughs> in, somebody. In, is an atheist, right? Don't believe in God. that gets all bullshit. I was like, you know, whatever. But they swear fucking up and down ghosts are real. I said, so you believe in ghosts that someone's spirit is still hanging around, but there's no that's it? There could be no God or anything else. But you believe in ghosts. So there is life after death. So, I mean, what the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah. Back to the wrestling we go, because Harper's on to something there, but I don't want to start a holy <laughs> war. Um, so something that came out of the pay-per-view was we had Flair and Arn. Uh, they had a double count-out with Doom. So that feud, based on that, needs to continue. So now we're going to go to a promo with Teddy Long and Ric Flair, and this is the basis of this entire episode. So let's go to that now. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to World Championship Wrestling this morning on the Power Hour. Ric Flair was with Gordon Soley, and he mentioned to Gordon that he was going to make Teddy Long an offer tonight that Mr. Long could not refuse. It's real simple. The Horsemen want a return match for the World Tag Team Championship. They wanted it at Starcade on November 20th. The Clash of Champions, I've got a proposal that'll shock the wrestling world, set a precedent, and make you famous if you win. It goes like this. The four best wrestlers in the world walk to the ring. We have a coin toss, one man from our team versus one man from your team. If we win, we get a shot at Starkey. <laughs> Let me say something to you, Slick Rick. What's in it for me and the World Tag Team Champions? Nah, you're talking, baby. $50,000. $50,000! Hey, come on, Slick Rick. You're talking to the Godfather. $50,000 ain't no money to me, pal. <laughs> A hundred thousand dollars, Godfather. <laughs> What's a hundred thousand dollars? You know what the world tag team champions are worth, okay? A hundred thousand... Come on, Blair, what's the matter with you? You've come a long way in a short period of time, baby. Two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> That's the deal. Your man beats us, you walk away with two hundred grand and the world tag team championships. We win, we go head up in Starcade for the world title. <laughs> so, man, Slick Rick. 200,000, the world tag team champions are worth more than that. You've owned those belts before. You're wasting my time. Take a hike. Apparently $200,000 is not interesting, Rick. Get them back out here. I'll put an off for them next time. You won't be able to say no to. Fans, we'll try to get them back together before we go off the air. But right now, let's go to the ring. So this is going to continue this entire episode. By the way, $200,000 in today's money with uh, this hyperinflation is 424 grand. So uh, Teddy Long's basically turning down almost a half a million dollars right now um, with this I'll, offer. I'll take him for that in three first round draft picks. <laughs> so in um, a crusty massage table. Any any thoughts, Doc, on uh, Teddy Long turning down Flair right here? Man, he's flexing big on turning down money. What I hated about these segments was Rick was saying, "Get him back out here." While he was still walking away. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand it how it's do this in front of the crowd. Well, they can't because they probably recorded they they filmed that before the pay per view. Oh come on. That's and it was filmed before the pay per view, so probably. Or no, this episode was filmed before the pay per view. They filmed that after, but they had to splice it in, so there's that. Anyway, uh any other thoughts, Doc, before we keep going? No. The Master Blasters defeat Dave Diamond and Scott Allen. Uh, Blade and Steel are the Master Blasters. Nash is the one who made the pin. I got nothing from it, Doc. What about you? Um, he even touched his fucking hand. That other blaster what? doesn't look like the original blaster. It's not. They switched. Remember when I know, we talked but about they that? they don't even look the same. Well, they're completely different. Right. That's are my they point. You think they're just... Uh... Replacements for the for the road warriors. They're like, fuck, we lost the warriors. Let's just make some new ones. I don't know. Nash is a is a big dude. He looks huge. That's what I think. Man. I think they're like, okay, well, you know, we, uh, let's just make these guys a new road warriors. I mean, because sure. he's got the mohawk, the face paint. I thought that was pencil uh, lit. I mean, oh. I didn't. I mean, they they look so different than the Road Warriors. I wouldn't even 
have made dude, the comparison, but dude, like, I understand. No, I think they're like Dollar Store Road Warriors. That was demolition. Oh, come on, they were yeah. Dollar. They were Dollar General Road Warriors. You know, they. It's easy to say this now because you know what Nash becomes like. They don't look horrible. They've gotten, I say they've gotten better, but this, the other, the second Master Blaster is not the original from when they made the debut. So yeah, I mean they could be a lot worse, bro. Yes, the, yeah, that's my point. They could be yeah. the juicer. Mm. Well, after that, Gordon Soley uh, hosts the wrestling wrap up, and he does a preview of Starcade '90, and he mentions the single elimination international tag team tournament between eight nations more on that in the coming weeks yes we are getting close to starcade 90 already it's november of 1990 we're damn near ready to close out 1990 at the rate we're going so uh he talks about that tournament and he mentions uh the steiners the current u.s tag champs of course uh well he mentions they are the favorites i'm not going to argue that doom isn't in it because they're involved in a feud with flair and arn so more on that uh but you know once we get to starcade and how all that happens and goes down i don't have anything else from it because it's kind of just a plug more than anything doc anything from you on the on that one so we are it was so badass to do a tag tournament in 89 that we're going to do another one in 90 at starcade you know what i know i'm going to take some heat for saying this it's not as bad <laughs> um i bet not... said we ain't doing this shit we lost too many times last year the worst thing from what i remember and it's been years since i've watched it is there is a quote-unquote russian team that is horrendous that if you don't watch anything else from Starcade 90, you got to watch how bad I'm going to watch the whole thing, asshole. I'm not talking to you or Harper. Oh. I'm, well, maybe I'm talking to Harper, you know, he, but I'm talking just in general. What year was this? 90, Starcade 90. What we're, Starcade what we're coming 90. up to. Right. Yeah, it's the, the, I think it's the Russian team that I'm thinking of. Just terrible. Speaking of terrible, Junkyard Dog is wrestling oh. somebody named Rocky Gibbs. These are two fat dudes who can't do nothing, and the the match lasted under a minute. Hold on, right here, right here. Look at these two on the ground here. No, keep playing. You want me to go back? My note on this was, these two look like two fat old people fucking. (laughs) (laughs) So dog headbutts Gibbs. And I guess Dog was like, bro, we going home. Because I don't think it was supposed to be the finish because Gibbs is trying to kick out. Yeah. But watch what Doc's talking about. They go to the ground after Dog headbutts him. And Dog's trying to hook the leg. And Dog, <laughs> Doc is right. They're like two fat people. Hey, let me, I, I mean, I dipped it in flour. Can't you find it? Come on. <laughs> bro, this is so terrible. Bro, that was bad, bro. The that was, only that thing was, worse. How much? How many dollars would Bill Watts have fined Dog for that in in Louisiana? Uh, he'd have been fired well before this, even though True. Dog was his guy. It wouldn't even got to this point. It's just it's terrible. Like they, the only thing worse than putting JYD out there with somebody, just anybody, is putting him out there with another fat guy who can't move. 
I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it's just, it was, it, we just watched the whole thing. It was horrendous. So we'll move along. Bob Cottle throws it to Paul Lee at Naughty's Emporium, where Paul Lee mm. is looking for the Motor City Madman. Here it is. Harper. Thank you very much, Jim Ross. Fans know where. Yeah, Harper, hold on to your mullet. Here it goes. All right. We're all aware that at least a couple of times recently, Paulie dangerously has been embarrassed on national television by Lex Luger. Well, Lex Luger, Stan Hansen is also after Lex Luger, and how that's going to work into that triangle, we're not exactly sure. But Paulie dangerously is the type of person that looks for someone else to fight his battles. That search led him to Naughty's Emporium, where he was looking for a man known only as the Motor City Madman. Let's take a look at this. Hey, is this Naughty's Emporium? nice to see you can read the sign. Hey, I'm looking for a guy to solve a problem for me. I heard I can find him here. You know who I'm talking about? This is just like New York. Hey, that's cool. I understand that, sweetheart. Maybe, uh, maybe this will refresh your memory a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look, I'm not looking for a name, baby. I just want a time and a place. Come on, I got a problem I need solved. Look, college boy, the guy you're looking for is in the back. In the back? Yes. Well, how do I know which guy he is? You can't miss this guy. Great. <coughs> Smoking tattoos. Oh, this has to be the guy. Um, Mr. Motor City Man Man, sir, um, there's this guy named Lex Luger, and I gotta tell you, I can see this is gonna be an expensive day right here and everything. And Just how expensive? Well, uh, see, time is money, and I don't have a lot of time, but I have a lot of money, and what we, see, what we need is this thing called an attitude adjustment, because Luger's been on my... Just leave the wire. Oh, that's, that's a very fair place, but I, let me tell you where he's going to be. Tuesday, he's going to be flying out. Uh, Conversation I'm, over. Problem solved. Okay, but see, i, I got to call Mr. Hanson and everything, and i got to... Conversation over. Consider it done. Hey, big man, uh, we going to play here, you going to talk to Mr. Yuppie? <laughs> Consider it done. Yes, sir. Well, Lex Luger certainly got to be on his guard now. Six foot six, at least 340, 350 pounds, a mean one, the Motor City Madman. And just how Stan Hansen is going to figure in this, nobody is certain, but you know that he very definitely will. Speaking of big Stan Hansen, he's in the ring. Let's go to the ring now. Uh, Doc, I've Harper. asked this a lot. I've asked this a lot lately when I'm talking to you and Harper on this show. What the hell did we just watch? And why was that the worst case of what was that? Why was that? Why why was that the worst case of acting of all time? He looks like Jim Belushi. He does. He He looks like Jim Belushi trying to act like Michael Keaton in Night Shift. (laughs) Look at him. Why did he have the ponytail there, but had the ponytail out in the background? That's true, huh? No continuity. Pop pop when she called him college boy. Hey, college boy. Nice receding hairline. <laughs> Usually when I watch acting this bad, somebody's getting naked. Yeah. Just porn acting is better than what we just watched. And Doc's got a good point. Why is his ponytail in a rubber band when he's talking to the to the bartender, the waitress, and when he, when he goes in the back, his hair is completely different. And I don't care. But, man, that's dumb. Oh, my God. And and you can tell right now this big bastard can't wrestle. Is he stripes of solids? (laughs) Bruh. 
this is this bad. is oh it's bad and we're I supposed to believe this this is luger's new um <laughs> new feud i mean a dance part it's oh, come on boy jim heard is just torching this place torching it i bet i can see him in his office after gimmick after gimmick after gimmick sucks and he's just throwing it throwing stuff in his office because he can't figure out why his great ideas aren't producing money what's that sign say buffet but i think it says buffet 395 three dollars and 95 cents 345 or 95 either 45 or 95 go ahead harper what you about to say I mean, what bar has a buffet? A, um, I, a strip I guess you. Well, yeah. And some of them call it a buffet, but they gotta serve food depending on the local statutes. Yeah. By the way, that's a uh, eight dollars and thirty-eight cents in today's money for all you can eat buffet, as Hopper says. A buffet. A buffet. That's what better it than is. A, better than a buffet. Buffet. How do you it's, say it, Doc? Buffet or buffet? I say buffet. Yeah, see, it's that's buffet. a that's a Louis that's a Louisiana thing. If you ask me, a South Louis buffet. It's French for shitty fucking food that's been sitting there since <laughs> yesterday. Um. Well, welcome to the territory, the Motor City Madman. Wasn't that fucking Alex Cooper's name, Doc? Oh, our our our, our Ted Nugent or something. Ted Nugent. Okay. Was whose name? Motor uh, City Madman. Motor Mad City Madman? Yeah. Oh, okay. News to me. I can see how it would be. Yeah, okay, here we go. All right, so going from that. Hey, he just retired. A, he did. Stan Hansen takes on Jeff Stone. He uh, Stan actually beats that guy's ass and nails him with the lariat, but ends up getting DQ'd, whatever. Uh, it is what it is. He is the U.S. champion because he beat Luger at the pay-per-view. We then go to the second part of Teddy Long and Ric Flair, who, uh, who um, Flair's going to make another offer. Let's uh, hear what he's going to do now. World Championship Wrestling, if you were with us earlier, you heard the proposition that Ric Flair made to Teddy Long. Ric Flair wants a one-on-one -on -one match, either with he or Arn Anderson against one of the members of Doom, to determine, be determined by a coin toss at the Clash of Champions. Now, Ric offered Teddy Long $200,000. If the Horsemen won that match at the Clash of Champions, then they would get a rematch for the World Tag Team Championship at Starcade. He turned down the $200,000 offer. $250,000. <laughs> quarter of a million bucks. You don't get it, Slick Rick. $250,000? You know the World Tag Team titles are worth more money than that. That's nothing. Quarter of a million dollars is a lot of money. Not to me. Look me in the eye one time. This is the deal. $500,000. Don't step on my toes, pal. I'm Ric Flair. $500,000! That's worth more than the neighborhood you grew up in. Five hundred grand's the deal. Five hundred thousand dollars. No. Five hundred thousand dollars? No. Who do you think you're talking to? No. Let me tell you something, Slick Rick. I've got an offer for you. 
and I'll be back out here later on to tell you what it is. All right. We'll get we'll get him back together, ladies and gentlemen, a little bit later. Please. He, he turned I've down. I've got to hear this. Get him back out here right now. He turned down a half a million. We'll be right. Uh, by the way, that is a million dollars, one million sixty thousand dollars in today's money that he's turning down now from Flair for a rematch at Starcade for the belt. And why is Flair so interested in those stupid belts anyway? Yeah, this is for the tag team titles, right? The the world tag team titles, yes. Hmm. I can't answer that question. I'm with Harper. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Harper's Harper's winning though, because he isn't watching this horse shit, and I am. Yeah, no, huh? Now I'm going to watch it twice. Brian Pillman takes on takes on Ringlord One. Cottle and Jr. go on and on about Teddy turning turning down Flair, and they announce that Jim Cornette will be putting up ten thousand when Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane face Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong the following night on the main event. Ironically, I can't find that match to tell you if the Midnight and Steve and Tracy faced off against each other. As I mentioned on the Halloween Havoc pay-per-view, when we talked about the Midnight's match during the pay-per-view, they actually are around for a few weeks after the pay-per-view. Lane is involved in a gauntlet match on, I think, uh, NWA Power mid-November. And then they work a non-televised show November 18th in Harrisonburg, Virginia. But that's the last match that I see from them in the results that I have. So long story short, they talk about this thing with Cornette and $10,000 for Eaton and Stan to face Tracy and Steve, but I don't think that match ever actually happened unless it's not in the results that I have, which the results are pretty damn extensive. On that note, Brian Pillman hits a crossbody on Ringlord 1 for the win, and I got nothing else from it. Doc, do you have anything? So, he was with Zinc. He was alone. Then he was with Zinc. Then he was alone again. Then he's back with Zinc, and now he's alone again. Yeah. I want you to go back to last year. Have I'd, they... I'd love to because it was better than this. Well, wait. No, I was going to ask a question to both of y'all. Think, I want you to tell me anyone else during this era of WCW that was hotter than Six Sons when they came in and they cooled off as much as possible but still you look at it and go this guy's still damn good even as much as they've jerked him around yeah, is yeah, it have, have they screwed over anyone else worse than him and yet he's overcome it no wonder he went loose cannon on everybody like it's just a testament to how good pillman was because it, they're not giving him opportunities he's just kind of going through the motions with this bullcrap booking that they're doing with him. And like you said, they, then they've, they've put the goddamn TV title on Zinc. Well, not yet. What am I Come saying? Come on. Spoilers, pal. Come on, dick. <laughs> and Chris Zoncha is thinking about that as I say that, telling me not to bash Zinc. Yeah. This guy looks like anyway. a... Uh... Like uh, uh, Johnny, uh, what's his name? Johnny B. Bad kind of uh, the hair and the mustache. Ringlord? I don't see that. Mm, yeah, no. I don't see that either. He looks like the dude from Princess Bride. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Uh, 
I think, yeah. He looks like a homeless man's version of Jimmy Garvin to me. Well, that too. His gear is very Rock and Roll Express inspired. That, well, he's Bruh. a ring lord. Oh. You want to see the worst? This is nothing new to our listeners, but we haven't talked about it ever on this show. Lance and I were just reviewing the Rock and Roll RPMs in World Class. <laughs> you want to talk about Dollar Store rock and roll express type gimmick is not even funny it's just like what the piss it's so bad so bad those dudes were good that's the sad part they they should have just put them in another gimmick they look so bad as quote-unquote rock and rollers uh doc any other thoughts on this match before i keep the show moving well, if you say the words rock and rollers, you don't know anything about rock and roll. So there's that. No, I don't have anything else, though. Well, I'm this not took, saying that. That's what they say long. in commentary. This took way too long for Pillman to get to win. Got to run the clock out. <laughs> From Pillman, they go to Bob Cottle and Jim Ross. They throw to a clip of the Nasty Boys and Scott Steiner from Halloween Havoc 90. Uh, they don't show the entire match, but they um, they show the promos after when Scott was attacked by Sags during the promo. Look, if you got the cock, mm. the peacock, you need to go watch that match. I'm going to tell you to become a patron and hear Doc and I just, just, I don't watch know, Doc, how would you describe it? it? Just, I mean, it feels like we were just like jizzing on it. It was so good. What, but what does that even mean? Like we were marking out for it. Okay. that Okay. That makes more sense than... Coming on it. <laughs> Shut up. Do? You don't believe in ghosts, so there's that. But, yeah. Well, I'm sure if he did, he'd want you to come on that, too. Yeah. Oh, God. Come here, Casper. I got a load to shoot. You know what I would do if I was a ghost? No. Tell us. When someone's about to jerk off. I would fucking bang on their fucking bedroom door and fucking run off. Just, just scare the shit out of them. I thought you'd just tap on it like your turtle on the tank. Oh, uh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> That'll kill your heart on. <laughs> Not as much as this match is. Can you run that him. back about can you run that back about fifteen seconds? I'm gonna run back about twenty. First off rocket days. We got the Nasty Boys taking on John Peterson and Dave Perry. And go ahead, Doc. What were you about to say? The brother throws some weird-looking punches here. Yeah. The brother gets gets a lariat thrown at him that Nobbs is like, bro, I thought I, thought I told you to go down. <laughs> Jesus. Then he stomps his head twice. Those strikes were bad. <sighs> <laughs> the nasties yeah, are the nasties are feeling it though, man. They're 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 bringing it. They yeah, they bought that life right now in this promotion. Uh, and that match with the Steiners, go watch it if you got Peacock. That's all I'm gonna tell you. Become a patron, listen to us break it down, but go watch the match on Peacock, tinyurlcom slash Patreon BTT if you want to become a patron. Okay. Uh, Nasty's win, obviously. We then get a video package of Big Van Vader, who, you know, came in and beat the hell out of Tom Zink, the Z-Man, 
I'm sorry, Chris Zoncha. He sucks. Uh, and then left. Zoncha sucks, but uh, Zinc. And um, yeah, Vader. Now they show another video package of Vader, and I guess it was fine. I, I look forward to Vader being here uh, permanently. Uh, I guess is what I'm, the words I'm looking for. Now we'll go to the, what is this, third segment now with Ric Flair and Teddy Long. I said at the beginning, they, they're basing this whole episode around this offer from Flair to Teddy. So now listen to Long counter-offer Flair and tell Flair what he wants and why he wants it. Here it is. Does he want to jizz on And we're back here, ladies and gentlemen, on World Championship yes. Wrestling. When we last left these two gentlemen in their negotiation, you had turned down half a million dollars, but you said you had a better deal. He's reconsidered, I'm sure. He's reconsidered, I'm sure of that. Slick Rick, you really want those World Tag Team titles real yeah, bad, boy. don't you? Real bad. You really want them, yeah, don't you? Yeah, boy, real bad. <laughs> you know, you'd almost do anything to get another title shot at the world championship. Anything. Right? Well, let me say something to you, soul man. You offered me $500,000. Money don't mean nothing to me. I'm the godfather. I don't want your money. I want something from you. Now, I know that you've got that Rolls Royce limousine. I also know that you own a 65-foot yacht. That's what I want. I want to ride down Lake Lanier with the Godmama, and I might even change the name on that boat to Teddy Long's Soul Machine. I want to ride around in that You're limousine. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. My limousine and my yacht, that's not horseman stuff. That's my stuff. One more time. The Rolls Royce limousine, the 65-foot yacht, take it or leave it. <laughs> You're out of your mind, pal. Well, we hope to get an answer on this, ladies and gentlemen. Get him out here again right now. Get him out here. We have to go to the ring right now, Rick, but we'll get him out here, fans. We'll be back. We'll get these two men back together. We'll get Flair's answer, but right now, let's go to the ring. He wants to ride around. He's 15 feet away. Don't go get him. Yeah. He he wants to ride around with the godmama in the limo and the yacht. (laughs) Oh, God, this is great. (laughs) <laughs> I get that the belts meant more and were worth more back then, but let's be real. Uh, so I was supposed yeah. to believe that Flair dominated the world strap for ten years, but now, six months after losing his belt, he's gonna pay all this money for a shot, only just a shot. At the tag belts? This yeah. is it was all, all this shit it was, is all like bad porno script. It was it, it was it, it was all it was all a swerve, bro, because of what's coming at at uh Starcade oh, no. and afterwards. Yeah, yeah. They're just trying to throw us off the off the off the scent track, you know? They're trying to make me change the channel. <laughs> well, you were chasing Tang as the D-Man <laughs> says during this era, so you already had changed it and now you're experiencing it for the first time. <laughs> I told you. I, I can tell you right now, I made the right decision back then. That's right. I listen think, to Soundgarden. I not was. Yet. No, probably not yet. Yeah, I was yeah. probably about another six months. Like, no, about a year. Oh yeah. And then my life changed well, forever. I still listen to him. Chris coming Cornell. out of Teddy Long and Ric Flair, we get Brad Armstrong versus James Earl Wright. These two guys actually have a good match here. They're both pros. They know what they're doing. The crowd, I guess they're kind of into it a little, but not too much. It's hard to describe. There's no storyline with these two. 
But they're having a good match. Nothing sloppy. Just good, clean wrestling. Uh, Wright's a good heel, and he does heel things. But, um, you know, it's kind of what it is. The crowd was behind Brad from time to time. You know, you'll hear the Go go Brad Go chants and whatnot. But I don't get why he's Candyman still, but that's uh, neither here nor there. Where was the candy? In his pants. I was about to say the same thing. (laughs) In his bias chode. Bias chode. Uh Neckbreaker by James Earl Wright. Wright goes for a suplex, but Brad gets out of it, and Russian Lake sweeps Wright. And the Candyman, Brad Armstrong, beats James Earl Wright by pinfall. Like I said, decent match, and they gave him some time because they needed to eat up some time in this episode. I know how you love the State Patrol, Mike. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have an idea for their gimmick. Oh, Jesus. No, I think this is... I'm, I'm trying to be straight up here. No, you're not. trying to... Well, just cut my knees off before I even come up with the idea. How about that? Okay, I'm sorry. Nice. Go ahead. Proceed. Way to cut off the ring so that I can't work the match. Sure. Proceed. What if they beat people and like attacked them afterwards, and like one of them, like they put their their while well, he's laying, their opponent was laying there in the ring. Oh come on! Don't you say it. What? Say it. They put their boot up on their chest and stand there and write them a ticket and then stuff it in their mouth. Oh, come on. That's clean. I thought you were going to say something else. With the nightstick? No, I'm not even going to say it because I don't want to give you an idea before you offend the entire world. No, they can just write them a ticket. They're the state patrol. Right. Stuff it in their mouth and leave. But you'd have to do it like like Budrow did with Tim Horner. Like, write the ticket, put the ticket on your sweaty ball sack. Why is everything there sexual good. with you? I'm trying to come up with a wrestling angle for policemen, and you want to rub Famunda on it. Ooh. You need well, to, You need to get out of that chat room and grow up a little bit. Budrow did it, and we thought it was great. Well, Buddy's dead, too. Budro said, I tell you what, for his mountain mayhem, I'm going to go out there and run me a couple miles, get me a good stank on and get in that ring. <laughs> and then he took the check and pulled it from under his balls and put it in Tim Horner's mouth. And, oh, God. You know, Budro, that was a shoot, too. <laughs> because he didn't like Horner. Oh, that, that's what I, I love that more about Budro. <laughs> All right, I need to grow up. Girl. Well, um, I think this is Cornette's last promo that we're going to see on Saturday night, so we might as well listen to it because it's a quick one. Here it is. This is after Brad wins his match. Tomorrow night is going to be your lucky night because you're going to be able to tune into TBS to the NWA main event. You're going to be able to see the Midnight Express take on the Southern Boys, and what's more, there's special stipulations to this match. The Southern Boys are putting up those two bogus awards that they got from Wrestling Wrap-Up Magazine, and in return, I'm putting up $10,000 of my mother's money that I've got directly from her in the form of a certified check. Because, you see, she's a little upset about the way this whole thing has turned out. Now, just to refresh you morons' mind a little bit, rev your pea brains up and think back to just exactly what's occurred. When I first heard the Southern Boys were going to get an award from Wrestling Wrap-Up Magazine, that little dwarf Dennis Brent, I knew it had to be bogus because nobody would give those two rednecks any kind of award except maybe the Barney Fife badge of courage. But then, lo and behold, on TBS, on World Championship Wrestling, he comes out and he gives them an award, and he says the reason 
The thing that propelled them to stardom was a win over the Midnight Express. Now everybody knows that those stinking punks got one fluke win over the Midnight Express. Could never happen again in a million years. They couldn't whip cream with an outboard motor. And I got mad. I came out here to restore some integrity to the program. And what happened? Steve Armstrong put his hands on me. Well, Armstrong, I could have got up taking his jacket off. I could have whipped you and I could have whipped Tracy Smothers, but I didn't. I'm going to let the Midnight Express take care of that. And they are. Because you will wish, after the Midnight Express got a hold of you, that you had been dumped in U.S. Border Patrol uniforms and airlifted into downtown Mexico City. Tomorrow night on the main event, you're ours. I think that's his last promo. Um, and I don't, like I said, I cannot find the results from uh, if they actually did wrestle on the main event. Um, Richard Land, if you're listening out there, uh, let me know. I'm curious because I don't, I, I don't have that episode of main event, so I can't look it up. I, the results I don't see it, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. So uh, yeah, Corny um, cuts one last. I'm not gonna say great. It was a decent promo and not bad. Doc, any thoughts? His mother's money. <laughs> it's all still the way his to the end. Money. Yeah, all the way to the end. It's still his mother's money. And from here, we'll see him again in Smokey. Not long after. Let's just start doing that again. We've actually been asked to do that. I'm sure we have. We've been asked you know to what do else? what? So Reduce Smoky Mountain. We've someone done it. sent me yeah. some. I know, but we've been asked to do it, redo it a million times. Uh, Why? Someone asked me who the hell. One of the guys in the Facebook group sent me a screenshot via email this week. Something about Harper. Did is this? Uh, I don't know if this is doctored up. I don't trust anything I get anymore. What did Javorski really ask us to do? The the South, not Southeastern, U, USA Knoxville run. Ron Fuller's promotion. I don't know. Dude. It, How would it's I a know? screenshot. I, it was on Facebook. I thought maybe you saw it. Anyway, it was a screenshot someone sent me of Javorski saying that we needed to do the 26-week run of USA Knoxville, Ron Fuller's promotion. Is that what this, uh, that's what Continental turned into? It's not what it turned into, um, but I can see why you would say that. It, it, was, a, it was just a separate promotion uh, that Fuller ran. Um Ron explained it to me when he was on a show years ago, but it's 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 not what he turned into. He had sold Continental Southeast and whatever to David Woods, and then he reopened. Over. Yeah, he kind of opened that little territory, and then he <laughs> sold that to Woods and made even more money. Anyway, I'm not saying that uh mm. Woods was a mark, but I'm just saying. But anyway, long story short. Let me say this. I've watched many of those episodes. It's some good shit and Ron writes in it and we've you know, we that's the whole thing with the Nazi flag on the Oh yeah in that promo and all that that we did. It, it's a quick it it's a quick run. I say twenty six weeks. I'm trying to remember if it was actually twenty five. There's a missing episode for it. But anyway, it, it's some good stuff and it's only an hour long. Um it is good. So I, if Javorski really, that's him that posted that, then yeah. I'm, he actually came up with a good idea for once. Bro, this is I'm not. The fuck is this? I'm, 
This Bruh. is from Halloween Havoc oh when the Black God. Scorpion did a magic trick and kidnapped this girl and then Sting tried to save the girl. It's dumb. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Doc and I spent way too much time on it during the pay-per-view. So she just fucking ran around the fucking thing. Doc, I, I, my head's going to explode if I comment it anymore. You got something from it? It was terrible. The shit. Who is she? Some broad. Some woman, the WCW employee. I don't know. Jesus so, Christ! What, what Harper's talking are about is pa- we <laughs> doing. Paulie dangerously said to the Black Scorpion that uh, the Scorpion had agreed to be on the Danger Zone live at the Clash to confront Sting. After they show the footage, that Harper's like, "What the hell am I watching?" Dangerously then speaks to Sting and. They show a new promo from the Scorpion in which he tells Sting he will confront him at the Clash, but only if he himself is put in a cage so he could show off more of his black magic. Why would you put yourself in a cage? Sting then said he would be at the Clash no matter what the Scorpion had up his sleeve. So the part that Doc and I thought was just really dumb, not only the skit you saw, they Literally go away from the Scorpion and do that stupid segment at the pay-per-view so that Sid can have his match with Sting. And then they rekindle it on this week's show with Scorpion saying he'll be in the cage to do more of his black magic. Ugh, and God. Fuck you and your black magic. <laughs> that sounds about right. I, and we'll Dude. talk more about it at the Clash. Do you believe in magic? No, and I don't. And I hope you do. You'll always have a friend wearing big red shoes. May I have a McDonald's commercial? No. Uh-huh. No. Hopper, you know what just made me think of something when you talk about big red shoes? Uh-huh. Did you ever used to see the WGN morning show with the with the clown with the buckets? With Bozo the Clown? Yeah. What was the name of that show? I think it was Bozo the Clown. Why the piss did they pick the most unathletic rat bastard kids who couldn't hit the broad side of a barn? Could this the good bucket? TV? Could you get to see him fuck up? Oh my god. I don't think I ever saw that show where the kid made it to the last bucket. Actually, they never made it past the second one, it seemed. Yeah, because they can't have some kid that some fucking little league kid that's all fucking all district or whatever just pop 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 they can't have eighth grade Andy Reid come out there right that's the same reason why that 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 that, that uh, Dr Pepper uh, Sugar Bowl halftime show where they throw the football th- through the big Dr Pepper can or they can't have some 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 guy that was all fucking district in fucking high school or or play junior college Look. ball. We, we're spending just... enough money on the promotion. We don't need to lose more money by having the Mark actually win the competition. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. We'll keep moving because the Black Scorpion is just dumb. Tommy Rich takes on Hassan Farouk, who uh, doesn't know what he's doing. No. <laughs> Rich goes to shoot off the guy shortly. It's coming up in like 30 seconds. Let's see. And the guy falls backwards. 
let me see. Hold on, it's coming. Uh, we're a little bit of ways away. They're doing a a little spot here. He doesn't look horrible right here, but he certainly right. doesn't look great either. Looks slow. Here it comes. Literally, Tommy Rich. I got to defend him here. He goes to Irish rip this guy, and the guy falls backwards. And then right after that, Tommy Rich is going to win. Here it comes. I think it's like, yep, it's the 110 mark. Oh, he's wrenching back on the arm. Watch this, Hopper. Wait, wait. What are you <laughs> doing? Here. here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> oh, he tripped. <laughs> yeah. He just tripped. He's got he just the tripped, happy huh? feet. That's he the does. He can't stop moving his feet. feet. Yep. Yep. He's got happy feet. Takes a real man to just stand there without happy feet in the pocket. You say, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's got happy feet. Tommy Rich wins. Greatest NWA world champion of all time. And then I think finally we're going to get to a segment where we're going to. He Tommy, takes too many see. steps when he uh, when he throws them off the the, the ropes. It's choppy steps. It's like yeah. a bunch of baby steps. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So we finally are going to get to the, I guess I'll call it the the payoff somewhat of Teddy Long and Ric Flair, who are now going to be in their fourth segment with Flair once again making an offer. And we'll hear what Teddy's got to say. Let's go to that one now. And we're back here, ladies and gentlemen, with Teddy Long and Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Teddy Long had a take-it-or-leave-it deal. He wants your Rolls-Royce limousine and your yacht for the title shot. $500,000 is the deal. Five hundred. Ric Flair, do I make myself clear? That Rolls-Royce limousine, that 65-foot yacht, take-it-or-leave-it. Now, you make up your mind right now, or I'm out of here, pal. Don't ever make a mistake of thinking you can crank on me, pal. Crank. On national TV, <laughs> the bet's on. <laughs> but remember this. To ride around in that limo and to drive up and down Lake Lanier in that boat, you got to beat me or Arn Anderson. Part with that in mind, pal. All you need to know is I'll see you November 20th, Class of the Champions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the deal is done. At the Class of Champions Live right here on TBS, it will be either Nature Boy Ric Flair or Arn Anderson versus One of Doom. And it will be Ric Flair's 65-foot yacht and his Rolls-Royce limousine. If Flair and Arn win the match, they get a rematch at Starcade. But if they lose at the Class of Champions, Flair loses two of his most prized possessions. We'll talk more about it, but right now, let's go to the ring. Okay, Doc, your thoughts. This is dumb. It's dumb, bro. Um, it doesn't have to be. No, I don't. I don't understand. It's like they're just adding stuff to add it just to get. I don't know. It's just time waster. I get it. This is that old thing where. So you've got these clashes scheduled well in advance. You've got these pay-per-views scheduled well in advance. And to me, you're shoehorning in something to quote-unquote make the clash special. Like, I don't know how else to do that's That's how I feel. What about you, yeah, Hopper? That's stupid. 
I'm, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying kind of what it is. Well, well, they should park the fucking limousine by the ring. They should fucking pull up in it. Well, just wait till see what happens with this. That's all I'll say. We'll keep going. Moondog Rex. Moondog Rex versus Smoky Mountains Tommy Angel. Moondog Rex hits the fallaway slam, a.k.a. a Samoan drop, and Moondog is going to win by pin. Doc, Tommy, thoughts? Tommy Angel looks like the front of his hair has joined the Air Force, but the back of his hair is going to a, to a, a Judas Priest concert at the fucking Biloxi Golf Coast Coliseum. Wow. I wasn't expecting that out of this I match, mean, look, but here we are. Look, he's got the, the a, a flat top. Like he's in the military. He's your turbo lover. <laughs> of course I don't. Of course Sarah. I don't know what that is. It's a priest song. Who's priest? Priest. Judas Priest. Who is that? Am I supposed to know who that is? Chris oh. Zoncher? Oh. Then they came back. Then they came back with Painkiller, and that was good. Bruh, Painkiller is like my favorite fucking album. It's a good one. It's good shit, pal. You might that- as well be speaking Mandarin saw- to me right now. I saw them at the House of Blues. How long ago? Oh, God. Uh, 20s, late 90s. I, was it good? Yeah, it was fucking good. Let me tell you something. That is a hell of a place to watch a concert. Yeah, because you're right up on top of it. Oh, saw, my God. I yes. saw fucking uh, Megadeth there twice. I saw fucking King Diamond there, Doc. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm more interested in the Megadeth than I am. And, and I'm Man. not like Fritz out there who overrates their later work, but early Megadeth was great. Yeah. Peace cells. Mm. Holy Wars. The House of Blues in... So what? Yeah. The House of Blues in New Orleans is a fantastic What concerts have you seen there, Mike? You know what? I'm not even going to entertain you. Come on. You seen Bones, Thugs and Harmony there? (laughs) I'm not entertaining y'all, man. I'm not entertaining y'all. I'm not entertaining y'all. I'm not entertaining y'all. Bismarck E. I'm not even going to entertain y'all. <laughs> it's all teeth and gums, huh? Well, so well you're a, you're a funny little fella. I mean, they've had everybody there. Yeah, I saw who else? I, I saw Buck Cherry. I saw fucking Kid Rock there. Ugh. He opened up for somebody, and this is Buck- when no one knew who the fuck he was. This was way before he was a big star. He was like a just some fucking dude. Buck Cherry's not my favorite, but they had that song. I love the cocaine. Yeah. I think Doc, I saw, have you, I've seen that. There? I think I've seen fucking Overkill. I saw Slayer there. I never saw isn't Slayer. There one in, isn't there one in Dallas, Doc? Yeah. Bro, y'all get all the good concerts, man. I mean, y'all get fucking Maiden and Priest and everything. We're on, we're on, we're in a, first of all, the airport's a major hub and we are the fourth largest 
urban metro yeah. area in the United States, and we have a whole bunch of east, north, south, west stuff, interstates. Mm-hmm. Bubba. Oh, that's Boston. I was just Googling and what Bone Thugs. It says uh, House of Blues Boston, May 27th of this year. Never mind. Shouldn't they play on the first of the month? Oh, come on. Technically, I guess. Is but, Dizzy Bone still in the band? I don't know. Uh, let me tell why you, you Why are you getting so upset? Why? I know I'm more about your shit than you know about mine. Yeah. No, you don't. No, you don't. Anyway, uh, point being, that place is a hell of a place for a concert. Oh, my God. Especially if you, you want to buy a $14 beer. Mm. Well, you know, I don't drink beer. I just smuggle in my Henny, so there's that. Jesus Christ. I was supposed to see Motorhead there, Doc. But then he died. Oh, my no. God. And fucking Motorhead didn't, uh, they didn't fucking show up. I forgot. Uh, they said that. The drummer had strip throat, but I think they were just fucking. Did you say strip throat? <laughs> yeah, what do you call it? Strip throat? Did he did he have a little dancer's pole down there in the back? <laughs> <laughs> he had a little dancer going around his uvula back there. <laughs> strip throat. Strip it's throat. Called strep. Strep, strep throat. Eh. Not strip. Eh. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. <laughs> Mayonnaise. Um, all right, well, let's keep moving. The Freebirds are followed by Ricky Morton with a promo. It's quick from both. Bruh, this is so ridiculous. Garvin looks like a pouting kid. Rocky (laughs) King is playing in Garvin's hair. I I don't know what to make of this. It's just bad. It's it's pretty bad. Anyway, they're they're doing this promo because Morton is about to take on Hayes. Sure. And that's my note. <laughs> All right. Well, let's great. keep the show moving. Yeah, great. It, Good so Ricky Morton takes on Michael Hayes. Uh, the way this thing ends up, Morton blocks Hayes as DDT. Morton is working on Hayes when Garvin obviously hits the ring from the outside and attacks Morton. But then Tommy Rich... Makes the save on Morton, and Morton goes to the top rope, but Rocky King pushes him off, and ref calls for a DQ. Morton wins by DQ because of shenanigans. Uh, what were you about to say, Doc or Harper? Look how the proud. What the f- Rocky King. Oh, it's bad. It continues to be bad. Oh, the makeup, God. just. I wish he'd respond to me, man. I, I wanted to get him on the show. What do you say? Fuck off. No, he, I don't think he checks his messages. You know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. I mean, I, like, you know, I'm guilty of that myself. I don't check mine. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, whatever. And then to close the show out, we get a, a promo from the Freebirds. Uh, Garvin says, I didn't interfere, which he clearly did. So that was good. And then Ricky Morton and Tommy Rich challenge the Freebirds to come back to the ring. A brawl between the two teams then ensues. Elegante hits the ring, and then the copy oh, we Jesus have is cut off. <laughs> Disgusted Hopper is the best. Oh, God. This, this is Elegante. a fucking shit show. It is, but at least this last thing, they actually have like a... There's excitement. I mean, the, the crowd's kind of into it. Well, good for them. 
There's hey. Rocky pushing Borden off. And that's how this show uh, basically wraps up. Now, you know how we do it before we get out of here. We got to hand out a Rolex if it's possible for this week. And uh, we got to rate it. But before we do so, once again, become a patron, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. A great way to support this show. Uh, you get tons of extra content. 300 plus Patreon exclusive episodes are there to listen to on our Patreon feed, including last week's Halloween Havoc review and the upcoming Clash of the Champions and all the clashes we've done to this point. And don't forget to use our Amazon Associates link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. A great way to support the show without spending anything extra. Give it to the wives, girlfriends, side pieces, whatever you have in your life, and tell them to use it. Every time they shop on Amazon, the show gets a little bit of support in return from the big wigs and, uh, you know, rich people at Amazon, Bezos, that is. Um, and then before I forget, and before we get out of here, I do want to mention before we rate everything, uh, don't forget, Hopper is still doing his videos. Yeah. He's doing his relationship advice, life advice, video shout outs, you know. It's about to be a hot girl and hot boy summer, I guess. And if you want Hopper to curse somebody out or wish somebody well for the summer, slip it send, in. Slip it in. Uh, send Hopper an email, chrishopper 16 wildcat at gmail.com. That's chrishopper 16 wildcat with a K at gmail.com. And then PayPal him 20 bucks to cc30388cc at yahoo.com. If you missed any of that, it is in the show description where you can find all there. Uh, just make sure you email them and tell them what you want. Don't just PayPal them some money. Uh, no, email no, them and say what that. you want. <laughs> just PayPal them. Listen to him. <laughs> All right, Doc, we got a rated hand out some Rolexes, man. What the hell are we doing here, bud? Uh, D. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. A okay. fucking D, bro. It, it, and that's being nice. So you're saying Raw is better than this, Doc? No. No. Okay. Just thought I... no. First of all, Raw gets an F for being three hours long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At least what about Raw's got hot chicks on it. Mm. Does it? Well, I don't know. I mean, what's that Nikita Lions chick on? Is she on NXT or? What, I don't which, know what she's on. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, she's on everyone's mind. No, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, the chick with the ass. I'm shocked you ain't talking about circle, circle, dot, dot, and everything I just else. Think is. That it's just like because I follow her on social media. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what I can't stand is with the if you're a female wrestler, then a majority of your post should have something to do with wrestling, and not just you and in the yoga pants sticking your ass out. I know that's what people like, and they're going to click and follow you because of that. But I mean, if if the majority of your posts is just you. Well, with the yoga pants and doing squats and showing off your ass, you're just another fucking Instagram fucking chick, bro. So what you're saying is you would circle, circle, dot, dot. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. She's something. That's all I got to say. Mm. Jesus Christ. She you is know. something. What are you giving the show, Mike? Um, Gonorrhea. No, that's what the show gave us. Section eight. I don't know. Um, I, well, I got Nikita Lyons on my mind, and I'm going to give it a C because of that. Who gets your Rolex? 
the broad in the bar that called Heyman college boy. <laughs> I'm giving it the I'm giving the reverse Rolex to Heyman for that unbelievably terrible acne. Yeah. Maya. What are we doing? Did you just yawn? A, yeah. Man, I mean, just thinking of Heyman. I've been yawning the whole fucking time. <laughs> Bruh, it's late, dog. I know, man. I haven't had a drink today. I'm starting to get the shakes. Mm-hmm. I'm starting <laughs> to get see? the shakes like I'm starting to get the shakes like Nick Cage and leaving Las Vegas. Let me tell you what <laughs> happens after we record these shows. Just to say he hadn't been drinking, he won't have a drink. But after the show, he'll go crush a six pack. Tomorrow morning, I'll get an instant message at 7 a.m. He's going to say, bruh, I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I had to piss like a racehorse. I hate I that was, shit. Dude, Because me then too. it's like, it's 3 in the morning, and I'm going to get like with two hours of sleep. Fuck, man. And I'm up already. So do dude, I just that, like stay up, or, or do I just try to go back to sleep? That happened to me last night. And, and I hadn't even been drinking. It just, it hit me 3 o'clock, 3.30. Mm-hmm. I, I must have dropped a gallon. And, and it, I was miserable because I couldn't go back to sleep. Which is why you heard a yawn, Doc. But I don't okay. yawn like you when you're about to go get drunk. So whatever. I mean, teach his own. All right. Um, Rolex. I'm giving mine to Heyman, not the lady in the bar. Who are you giving yours to, Doc? The lady in the bar that said, listen up, college boy. All right. Harper, what about you? I'll give him mine a cornet as a going away present. Eh, fair enough. All right. Well, on that note, before we get out of here, I need to mention, check out our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, definitely more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us. Please support them. And check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV as they do a podcast on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And they handle the ECW show on the show's Patreon feed. I think that's all we got. Harper's over there yawning. I'm over here yawning too. Uh, Doc, we made it through another week of mediocre wrestling at best as Jim Hurd continues to torch the territory in the most reckless way possible. Anything from you before I have Harper? Hey, uh, yeah, we do what Jim Hurd couldn't and that is make 1990 wcw fun boy you say that again jesus christ um yeah hit the tagline harper let's roll book it bitch